In a 2020 report by the Minnesota Task Force on Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, it states, quote, The Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women Task Force was created through unanimous bipartisan support from the Minnesota Legislature and was coordinated by the Minnesota Department of Public Safety. On behalf of the task force, Wilder Research conducted extensive research, including reviewing published articles, summarizing laws and policies, accessing relevant data points from state data systems, interviewing 32 experts, and hearing public feedback during several open public comment sessions. The task force heard presentations on key aspects of the systems that are involved in the MMIW injustice. They deliberated extensively in subcommittees focused on systems, data, and community resources. Now, because of this report, I could see data regarding MMIW in Minnesota related to death investigations. It shared that American Indian women and girls constitute just 2% of Minnesota's female population, yet they make up 8% of the homicide cases in Minnesota, meaning American Indian females are seven times more likely to die of homicide than white females. Some key informants from these public feedback sessions raised concerns about the medical examiner process related to MMIW injustice. They reported that suspicious deaths are sometimes ruled as suicides, hypothermia, drowning, alcohol intoxication, or accidents when they should be examined more closely as homicides. It was reported that from 2012 to 2020, anywhere between 27 and 54 American Indian women and girls in Minnesota were missing in any given month. I know I gave you guys a lot of information in that intro. Still, it's all pertinent, not just to MMIW in general, but to the extent of the issue in Minnesota, which brings us to today's case on the Red Lake Indian Reservation. Now, if the Red Lake Indian Reservation sounds familiar to you, it is because this is also the same area where Nevaeh Kingbird disappeared in October 2021, which if you have yet to hear her case, we covered it back in episode 13. I highly encourage you guys to go back and listen. Stacy Lynette Hill was born and raised on the Red Lake Indian Reservation and was a member of the Red Lake Band of Chippewa Indians. At the time of her disappearance in September 2009, she was only 17 years old. Her remains would be discovered a month later on October 27th. To this day, 13 years later, there have been no updates or new information released. And believe me, I searched. In one article I found from the Daily Globe News in 2009, it stated that, quote, Special Agent E.K. Wilson reported that the remains of a Red Lake Nation girl were found on the reservation. The remains were sent to the Ramsey County Medical Examiner and were identified as those of Stacy Hill, a 17-year-old girl who had been missing since September 9th. He said the investigation is ongoing and has not been classified as a homicide investigation. Hill was described in the missing person request for information as a vulnerable young woman. Now, I got stuck on that wording because when I found her obituary, those who loved her the most painted a very different picture of who Stacy was. She was described as someone who was well-liked and got along with most everyone she met. She was very creative. She enjoyed beading and drawing, reading, basketball, using the computer, watching movies, taking long walks with family and friends. She was very caring with a big heart and a bright smile. The 2020 report that I've been referencing, which again, I encourage everyone to read and I'll post in the show notes, really hit home for me when it stated, once an indigenous woman or girl goes missing or dies under suspicious circumstances, the investigation, prosecution, and sentencing processes that are supposed to serve justice 
often fail to provide equal and fair treatment for these indigenous victims. Stacy's family believes that she was a victim of homicide, yet they know very little about what happened to her. I wish I could give you guys listening more information, but the truth is there's very little out there. Stacy's case was a listener request. If you have a case you would like us to help bring awareness to, please email or message us on our social media. Stacy was only 17 years old when she died and her family still doesn't know why. She deserves justice and her family deserves closure. If you have information about what happened to Stacy Hill, please, please contact the Bureau of Indian Affairs Missing and Murdered Unit via text 847-411 or by phone 833-560-2065 or by email at OJS underscore MMU at BIA dot gov scheme. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.